I'm Mirza, and I really wish Cher was my second mom. And I'm Pooja. I'm the biggest Scorpio in Prospect Heights. So true. Do you have problems that you think are really important, but other people don't really want to hear about? These are problems that your therapist has told you to move on from. We're here to give you advice on all of them, from the nothing burger to the everything burger. Like, did you accidentally make eye contact with your boss in the Equinox steam room? Scandalous. Do you hate the soap in your in-law's bathroom? Are you afraid to run outside because you have terrible form? Does your boyfriend keep making out with his dog that has terrible breath and then trying to kiss you? Well, if you've experienced any of these problems, you may qualify for our advice. Our quick little disclaimer, we are not trained professionals. If you do take our advice, please take with caution. Proceed with caution because we are the, the problem, problem solvers. Hey, Mirza. Hey, Pooh. How's it going? I'm good. What's your problem this week? Oh, How man. are you doing? I mean, I'm doing great, but I have many problems. Like, oh. let's just say, I mean par for the course what he even said you know my problem this week is i recently visited the eighth ring of hell which is called air travel and i was in the bahamas for a, uh, a few days visiting uh, a couple of friends that i have down there and my uh, my goddaughter who's currently down there and i was flying back to jfk um a few days ago and you know i I'm not a first class queen. I like premium economy. It's my safe space. Do you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. premium economy is where it's at. You're you... not you're not in the back where it can get a little shaky with the turbulence and smelly with the bathroom. You're not back there, but you're not in first where they serve you beef tartare or whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was like you get you you get the flight attendants coming around with the basket of snacks you know, yes exactly I, I feel like premium economy is just being able to get the flight attendants to give you a double take do you know what i'm saying like right. in premium economy they'll like look at you twice and be like you need a water you know whereas in you know economy they they don't even make eye contact they they're, just they, throw the peanuts at you without making just, any eye contact and you they're get, like i'm allergic a hundred percent like there's no allergy considerations like after row 25 they're just screaming their eyes <laughs> their heads off with you know who wants water no seltzer available you know what i'm saying yeah like that kind of after thing. row 25 they're just throwing water bottles back like with the t-shirt cannon yeah. <laughs> and they're like all right if you catch this then you're allowed to have water on the flight that's 100 percent what it is and so I, I avoided that. And, you know, in first class, they, they take care of you. They're whatever. Um, we're, we're not bougie like that. You know, we're in, we're in premium economy. And I was in premium economy. And, you know, it's like a two and a half hour flight from Bahamas to JFK. So it's, it's pretty fast. And we hit some turbulence. Mm -hmm. Like severe turbulence. Severe. Like some of the worst turbulence I've experienced in my flying career. Oh my. So on one hand, scary. On another hand, if you're medicated enough, it's fine. You know? Sure. Um, and there was a woman next to me where, you know, we were sort of gliding, you know, we're, we're flying at 600 miles per hour, you know? And all of a sudden the plane fact just- Fact check. <laughs> fact check. No, it is. It's like 600, it's, airplanes are fast. Uh, totally. Like, it's like 600 miles per hour. So. We're gliding at 600 miles per hour. And, you know, turbulence is one of these things. Here's the funny tidbit about turbulence before I tell you the rest of the story. So with turbulence, 
I saw a TikTok not that long ago that made me more at ease with turbulence because I'm kind of a nervous flyer. I hate heights. And I think as I'm getting older, I just like hate flying more because I sort of. Your mortality is. My mortality is more imminent and I just feel a sense of impending doom. Do you know what I'm saying? And I saw a TikTok not that long ago that said that a plane in turbulence is a lot like being in jello. Like the whole thing will shake but you'll never like drop to the bottom of the jello. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. Like, you're just sort of like bouncing with this air pocket that you're in. You're not actually, like the plane's never gonna drop, you know, God forbid. Totally. So I always keep that in mind when it gets a little shaky. And so we're we're going at 600 miles per hour somewhere over the Bermuda Triangle. Oh no. Okay, which is problematic because you know the Bermuda Triangle I, is I, I saw the whole S Club 7 episode about the Bermuda Triangle. S Club. Ain't nobody like an S Club body. Show you. Uh, damn, if I didn't have allergies, this would be so much better. <laughs> um, and so we're flying, and all of a sudden we hit this air pocket, okay? And the plane like violently drops like oh. 5,000 feet. Oh. This is not a Like five, we go from like a tower of terror, babe. Tower of terror, like from 35,000 feet to 5,000 feet in like 20 seconds. Mm -mm. Real fast. The woman next to me screams at the top of her mother-loving lungs. Do you know what I'm saying? Like she screams. Uh -huh. Like she screams. If I was recording, this would have been a great TikTok because the people on the plane were like, la, 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 la. Yeah, they are. like they're already going through their own thing, and then they hear this woman's piercing scream. This woman's scream just like probably penetrated to the pilot. Like it was so loud. And then the pilot's like, "Thank God, there's a double barrier door between Thank me and her." God, like, but it probably made it through. So it was so loud, and everybody turned their head. Like I'm saying, like. Every like people were just like, oh, and they're all staring at her. Then they're staring at me because it's one of those planes where it's like two seats on the right, two seats on the left. It's just her and me. For the love of God, we're just like holding on. Did you guys like? Did you comfort her? Did you come together in that moment, or were you like, oh no, like I, I'm just need to put my own oxygen mask on first oh, no. before well, even looking at you. Thank hell the oxygen mask did not come out, but I quickly distanced myself from her. Okay, <laughs> I just want to say that. I quickly distanced myself from this woman. On brand. We were, I was like, I don't know her. Like, we are not in row 22 <laughs> together. Like, it, we're we just- We booked separately. We booked separately. This is not one, one, one group, whatever, one ticket. Um, And she grabbed my arm like she grabbed it mm. and she was one of those people that was like you know plain etiquette some people are like i'm gonna sit normally other people will take their socks off and their shoes off and like they should probably burn in hell like you know <laughs> like but she was like one of those people that was like oh no you know like she was like <laughs> nervous she was like she was like this <laughs> She was she like, was using the leg the she was using the tray to like was, do yoga. A thousand <laughs> she was percent. Doing the pigeon pose no, for on top of the No, the a thousand tray. percent. She was like reciting mantras in her head, like you know, rocking, like as things and the plane dropped and all of a sudden she's like, ah! you know, she said, grab my arm. And I was like, ah! you know. And in that moment, I felt really bad that I didn't help her more. But I also was annoyed 
that she was so loud. Mm-hmm. And after the plane dropped and we cleared the turbulence, we escaped the Bermuda Triangle. Mm. Okay, Thankfully, we escaped it. Um, then she was like, she started a conversation with me. And it was like, we had not spoken until the plane had dropped the altitude that it had dropped. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then we still had an hour and 45 minutes left in this flight. Like her scream had broken the ice. Her, so she thought. Her scream had broken the the sound barrier. <laughs> like she had broken at the speed of sound. Like she had broken something in everyone's eardrums. And it, then she felt like she had the... um. What was it like the 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 reason to con- to speak to me for the, the rest end. of the flight? And I I'm not I'm not a chatter. I'm not a chatter on flights. No, like you're not a chatter in general unless you want to talk to someone. It's for like, sure. Like yeah, unless I call point, for you, boo. Unless I call for you. Exactly. It's like <laughs> exactly to our earlier conversation. If if I was to call you, you would not answer. No. If someone was to call you, you would not answer. If my mom calls me, I will not answer unless yes. she sends a follow-up text message and was like, answer your phone, I'm your mother. Right. Yeah, but no, she, I, I did not, I didn't want to speak to her. And so everything she said to me, I like, I sort of like ended it. Do you know what I'm saying? She'd be like, oh, like, where do you live? And I'd be like, New York. And she'd be like, oh, what part? Downtown. And she'd be like, oh, which neighborhood? That's an oddly specific question. And talking to people, on the plane, I think is just a big no-no unless they just give really warm, open energy. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, what? Do you, how are you on planes? Yeah, I like for people to kind of keep to themselves unless it's someone like you said who has an a vibe that's like magnetic and like you know it's like an older grandma who needs help. Like, of course, I'll I'll help you. I'll talk with you. But yeah, if it's just someone who's trying to be a chatty Kathy, it's like, babe. Put a podcast in and talk, listen to them. 100%. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, you know, I did everything I could to stop the conversation. And then I eventually put my big headphones on. You know, the ones that like cover your ears and mm-hmm. are sound noise canceling. And as I was listening to my music, I could still feel her <laughs> breath. Do you know what I'm saying? As she was speaking to me. And I was like, don't respond. I was like, just deadpan, stare forward. Don't. And I felt bad. And I feel like I have a karma problem now because of that situation. Starting now? Starting <laughs> since that moment. Well, honey, I've had a karma problem for a while. Okay, I guess I did. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have this thing where I just do what I want. And so it doesn't help with the whole karma situation a lot of the time. And this didn't, con- this contributed to that <laughs> problem. It's, it's, it's compounding, if you will. It's compounding. Yeah. Yeah. I'm digging my own situation. So, um, I don't, what would you have done in a situation like that? I would have made polite convo up until a certain point and then put my headphones on. Got it. And I would have pretended to be asleep, though. Okay. Yeah. I think I would have just been like pretended to be asleep. But I think you did. That that's very on brand with you. Fair. I think you handle it in a very Mirza way. <laughs> and Who's to say if it's right or wrong? Exactly. It's just it's my way. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's like 
you know, I don't want to make, who am I to pass judgment? All I can say is that you, you handled that problem in a way that was very authentic to you. Amen. <laughs> and isn't that what we all want is authenticity. Exactly. <laughs> well, I actually do have a quick airplane story. Please. So I was flying home uh, recently and I, I agree. Like I don't typically get too freaked out during turbulence because I know that like, it's pretty temporary, and unless they're really making an announcement that says like, "Hey, we're, we're this is out of the normal," then so like brace, 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 exact, like all those movies. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I kind of just let it go. Yeah. But this um landing in landing where when we got to the destination, it was a really shaky landing, and it was like mm. the type of turbulence that. It felt like it wasn't weather. It didn't feel like it was wind. It felt like the pilot was really unexperienced or inexperienced. Oh, la, la. And it was like, um, I've never experienced, like I've experienced turbulence where you know where you get jolted and it's kind of more of like an up and down. Yeah. This was a side to side situation. It was like the plane was tilting side to side. I don't like that. Yeah, and it, again, it made me feel like and, you know, if, if anyone knows anything about aviation, please let me know. But it felt like it was more of a... It didn't feel natural. <laughs> it felt like this was this pilot's, like, hundredth hour of flying. <laughs> and it turns out... So we we land, and then everyone's grateful to be on the ground. Do they clap? <laughs> In this flight, yes. Actually, someone clapped because it was kind of traumatic. I hate it when they clap. I hate it so much. Well, I was just about... I was kind of right there with them. I was fair, like, fair. thank yeah, thank God we made it. Yeah. But then over the intercom, um, this older woman got on there and she goes... Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to let you know that um, I am the pilot's mom, and uh, I and I am so proud of him. He he's the one who actually landed the flight just now, and I uh, just want to give it up for him. And he's going to be standing outside of the plane to shake everyone's hand after, and so just make sure to look out for him. I'm so proud. <sighs> Nothing says pilot arrow like your mom getting on the intercom and saying, "I'm so proud." of it was honestly delusional. I was like, this is American delusion. I was like, I feel like American people are way too... Chill with this. Or, yeah. or they're just like, yeah, they're way too congratulatory over their mediocre children. I'm like, sir, It's like, no. It's like, sir, you almost crashed the plane, but at least your mom was on board. Exactly. To, to excuse your behavior. Exactly. I, I would have felt like in that situation, if I was him, I would have been like, wow, that didn't go so well. You know, let's just chalk that up to a mistake and maybe next time we'll do better and we don't ever have to think about that again. No, not only did he not do that, he was like, I'm going to claim that I flew. Yes. I'm going to stand outside the plane and yes. try to shake everyone's hand. It was just so, it was just, it was a lot. It was too much for me. I feel like if I was that pilot and I had caused so much disturbance for the plane, for the aircraft, I would be the first one off the plane. Like, yes. <laughs> I, I would have ejected. I would have slid down that little I inflatable tube, babe. Get that parachute, get that tube open. I would have used both, all of the above. Like, get me out of the plane first. I don't have to make eye contact with the soul. Exactly. And you go to the Chili's and uh, gate 47C yeah. and, and you just drown your sorrows. I'm about to have an IPA. Flight. Like, we're about to have a hardcore beer here after this, okay? Exactly. Like, Some chicken kickers. You know, 
literally, ooh, with some spicy sauce, yeah. buffalo. Okay, hey, this sounds like a party to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, flying is flying is flying is effed up. Like I don't know how we do it as humans. Like we literally catapult ourselves into the a metal effing, tube into the air. And we are just like, this is fine. Like this is, we're in the air at 40,000 feet, sometimes over water, sometimes over mountains. Yeah. Like sometimes I look at a plane outside of a window in a plane. And I'm like, that is the top of a mountain. Totally. I was like, if things go on well now, this is going to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Totally. I'm like, there's not enough weed in the world to prevent this. <laughs> yeah. Anxiety. Totally. Anyway, so that's my altitude problem. Um, how are you doing? What are you up to this week? What's going on with I'm you? Good. I got here in a hurry and my hair is still wet, which is yeah. like uncharacteristic for me. I like I to that. like set my hair and it's get everything look. ready. Thank you. Well, I was rushing around because my boyfriend is mm -hmm. someone who plans elaborate activities for us to do. Okay. And I love this about him and I feel so grateful about him. I, I feel so grateful that like this is every weekend there's going to be some activity that he's planned and yeah. we trade off. But today was kind of his thing that he planned. So he planned for us to bike from um, Park Slope in Brooklyn to Astoria in That's Queens. Far. Yeah, it's far. Um, and so we biked there and we were going to get food at this really nice Mexican spot and have a nice day. But this is the thing, is it like I bike, I'm I'm just merely a visitor in the biking world. Sure. Like it's temporary. It's absolutely temporary. I'm not true to this. I'm mm. I am new to this. Mm. Like I'm so new and like cosplaying as a biker that like I only bike on the electric city bikes. Fair. Like if there's not an electric city bike available. I'm not biking. Wait, the electric ones are the ones that propel you forward, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Nice. They do nice. all the work for they, you. Which is, amen. That's exactly, because in my opinion, biking in New York is so stressful because this is my problem. It's because people park their cars in the bike lane and mm. people mm. are just so reckless in New York. And my beef today is that like two or three times someone just swerved into the bike lane yes. and put their hazards on. It was like an Uber driver or something or delivery. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I had to go full New York and I had to like- Oh, you went off. I went off. Okay. And you yelled at them. I yelled as I was going by because I was also like, if I don't yell, they're going to open the car door and yeah. hit me. Did you use bad words? I used some bad words. You used some choice words. I used some choice words. Nice. And- That's what gets their attention. Totally. I'm yeah. like, let me speak your language yeah. and let me be a rough New Yorker. I hope that bleep button is ready. You mother. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, totally. Um, so, yeah, that that's my problem is that, like, I would love to bike more, but yeah. I'm honestly nervous of dying. Well, first of all. I think the most reckless people in New York City are bicyclists. They're more reckless than car than vehicular drivers. They're more reckless than pedestrians. They don't obey any laws. I will see a bicyclist, or God forbid, a person on a scooter, and that's a separate conversation. Um, they don't care about the red light, the green light, the yellow light, the corner, the turn, the lane. They will barrel through 
I have had friends that I've been out like getting a coffee with and a bicyclist will like bike over their foot. But are you talking about like the delivery drivers on the electric bikes? Or are you talking about like literal just like Joe Schmo? Oh, well, you tell me the difference. Are they, diff- are they different? I think that there are two like I yeah, I feel like the delivery drivers who are riding on the sidewalk. It's yeah. like they should be riding in the road because that their car their bikes are going like thirty five miles an hour. They're literally like I'm getting paid to deliver this as fast. Totally, as I can. Yeah. and it's like I have complete empathy for that. It's totally, like they are risking their lives and a thousand percent, like putting it all on the line to get these nachos yes. to Jimmy. You know, like I totally With get sour that. Nachos? What's up? <laughs> You've tried that. <laughs> that must have been a Yugoslavia thing. We can talk about it another time. It's fine. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Nachos with sauerkraut. Um, no comment. I liked it. Okay. All right. Maybe that's a. I'm showing my 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 Yugoslavian roots. <laughs> it's fine. You you just went go your whole life thinking that that's like an American thing. Clearly, then, clearly not. And people are like. <laughs> What? Yeah, I mention it and people just stare at me. They're like, oh, yeah, that guy that eats sauerkraut with his nachos. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. But yeah, no, I so it seems like you're against cyclists. In this situation. I really have had a negative experience with cyclists in New York City, as well as sc- scooterists. Yeah, Sco- they I mean, they they are reckless. They are yeah. really reckless. But I I feel like bicyclists get the benefits of being where the cars are with the chaos of being a pedestrian. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they act as if they're a pedestrian in the car lane. Yeah. But no, I guess my thing is like, I'm not even trying to be in the car lane. Like I'm just trying to be in the bike lane. That's like completely separate. Okay. Bougie. There's bike lanes where you are. Yes, there that are bike- sounds nice. Okay, there are, bike- there are many bike lanes in Manhattan. Tell actually. me more about that. There's uh, like miles of bike lanes. Famously. I think that there's only one on one's Broadway. Broadway, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Are there a lot of bike lanes in Brooklyn? There, there are, and there should be more. I'm very pro. Like we Eric should Adams, not be- are you listening? I know you're busy going to those parties. <laughs> I know you're busy going to those parties, but we need more bike lanes, Eric. We need more bike lanes in the city. We need people to stop parking in the bike lane. It is such an issue. That is my problem for the day because I almost got doored by an Uber driver. And I was like, I am just cosplaying as a bicyclist today. I don't need to actually like, you know, I'm not committed to this cause to where I'm doing this every day. Like I'm not trying to die True. By in a hobby, you right, know exactly, exactly. Like I'm just trying to go to get some tacos. Yeah, uh, with chori- al pastor. We got we got al pastor. We got chicken tinga. We got all oh, sorts. Of, we got chicken all tinga. Sorts, we got all sorts Ting- of stuff with everything spicy. Yeah, with guac great. and chips too. Yeah, no sauerkraut though. No, well, okay, <laughs> that's another conversation. I'm not sure. I think sauerkraut could be added in there. It has its its place. It has its place. It has its place. It has its place. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that that that's my problem this week. Okay. I mean, what what would you say I should do? Should I like contact my representative, or do you think I should just get off the road and stop biking? Because I feel like you actually are the people, the person in the Uber that's like, yeah, just drop me off right here. (laughs) This is actually more convenient for me. This is more convenient. Well. (laughs) 
I, I am that person where I'm just like, this actually works better. Like, let's we don't need to go with what's on the system. Like, let's just let's just drop off here. I think you should not contact your representative because New York City representatives are notoriously terrible. We need a better mayor. Sorry, Eric. Oh my god, he got political. <laughs> Eric's just part of the club. So I think I think you should stay in the bike lane. Mm-hmm. be generous with the distance that you give pedestrians and vehicles. And when you see something, say something. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I'm saying something and I'm cursing. Yeah. I'm doing it all. No, okay. no, yeah. No, sorry. When you see something, you fucking say something. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So should we get into our caller's problem? Yes. All right. Absolutely. Okay. So I want to caveat this problem by saying I'm 27 and perpetually single living in New York. So I think that's kind of what this problem stems from. Um, But with that, I have friends that are at a range of phases in their life. You know, the majority of my friends are single, but I have a large group that are dating somebody for, you know, a year or under, and then a group of girls that are either engaged or already married. And with all those engagements comes weddings. So I have four weddings this year, and so far I haven't gotten a plus one to any of them. And and neither have any of my friends that are a, like classically single. They have not gotten a plus one. None of us have. So my question is, do I have a right to be frustrated by that? Because I would like a plus one to take either A, my gay best friend, or who knows, maybe I will be dating somebody in six months. I'd like my friends at the wedding to meet, um, or maybe I don't, but just to have the option. And I guess I get frustrated because all us single girls, we are paying for a lot of times a flight, transportation, a hotel, a wedding gift, bridesmaids dresses we're putting in a lot of money to celebrate our friends but just because we're not classically dating somebody we don't get a plus one and then our friends that have been dating someone for maybe three months just because they've been dating when the wedding invite goes out they get that plus one so do you think it's fair to kind of have the separation should everybody get a plus one I understand there's costs associated with that, but we're also paying costs. Should I just not go on principle? My question is just like, how do I handle these situations when, you know, you're constantly not being told you can bring someone? It's like they have no faith in you. So let me know. Wow. I I mean, wow. Okay. First of all, weddings are these things that are a necessary part of life, right? Like we all have to go to weddings. Our friends get married, we get married, people we know get married, we get pulled as plus ones into weddings. Our partners, friends. Yeah. It's literally like sometimes you get to a certain age and you're just in a constant cycle of going to weddings. Right. Like I would say five last year. That's insane. That's so many weddings. I would say between the ages of like twenty eight and like thirty seven, you are in weddings every year. When you are single and you will get invited to a wedding, there are so many thoughts that run through your head when you get that invite, right? Like you get it in the mail and you're like, okay, Julia wants me to come to her wedding with Brad. I would love that. And you're like, oh, but it doesn't say plus one. 
you're like, okay, well, maybe I'll be dating somebody in, a f- you know, in six six months. When do wedding wedding invites get sent out? Usually six Anyways, months before. Yeah, like one year to six months. Yeah, you get saved the dates like a few a year, months, a year yeah. in advance, and then you get the actual invite a few few months before. Yeah, your life can change drastically. Totally. Between when you get that saved the the date and when you get that official invite. For me, I think anybody that plans a wedding should always assume that whoever they invite should get a plus one or they should give whoever they invite a plus one. Because otherwise, you're being sort of, what's the word, judgmental almost of that person. Like if you know that they're single, but you don't give them the opportunity to have a plus one, it almost comes off like, oh, like, you don't believe in them, you don't or, believe in or, them. or that they it's likely they won't meet someone that's that they'd like to bring or that you'd want there as well. Yeah. So you so yeah. you agree with the caller like that you agree what you agree with how she's feeling. I mean, I yeah, I totally get that. Like you should always give somebody the opportunity to bring a plus one to a wedding because you don't know how their life is going to change, how it's going to evolve. Um I get that frustration being a single person. Um, I don't have that many weddings planned this year um, or I haven't been invited to a ton of weddings. Um, maybe because my friends are all going through it this year or something. I don't know. But mm-hmm. um, I do feel like if I did get an invite, I would almost assume that I would get a plus one. And even if I wasn't dating somebody, I would think of a girlfriend or I would think of a friend or something you know like you can bring non-romantic people with you to a wedding and that's almost just as fun do you think that everyone needs to get a plus one I don't think everybody needs to get a plus one but I do feel like most people should totally let me tell you something that happened to me when I was in my early 20s I got invited to a friend's wedding in Fiji oh oh lola yeah I got invited to a friend's wedding in Fiji and they invited me and I was a senior in college and it was like the wedding was over my spring break and they were like, you should come out. And I was very close friends with these people. I am very close friends with these people still. Um, Hey, (laughs) and um, they invited me and I was like, this is great. And they put a plus one on the invitation. I said, great, I'll find somebody. I wasn't dating anyone at the time. I was like, I'll find somebody. And I accepted the invite. And then a few months before, like maybe like two months before the wedding, I got a text message from the bride who I was very close, who I'm very close with. And she said, hey, I really want you to help the ring bearer, like sort of navigate the wedding, like, you know, get through the whole ceremony. And I want you to just like shepherd the ring bearer. Was this a child? It was a dog. Okay. Love it. It was a dog. Um, and she was <laughs> like, I want you to just like be there for the dog. That's black. some real millennial shit he was that a, I love. He's a black, he was, a, he's passed. He's a you know, black lab. Mm. Um, and it's so sweet. And she was just like, I want you to help him just like get through the ceremony. Anyway. So I flew to Fiji for my spring break, senior year of college. And I went there and maybe 30 minutes before the ceremony was supposed to start, this dog got the most intense zoomies I have ever seen a dog 
get. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and he was black lab. So like not a small dog either. Do you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like he, a big dog. And he got the most intense zoomies and he was like running circles in like the bridal suite. And the only way to get him to calm down from his zoomies was to like give him a treat. And I was like, oh, like what am I supposed to give him? And there was like this like little um, like crudite board or whatever. Um, and I gave him some celery and some peanut butter because that was like, you know, dogs love that. It's like it's chewy, it's peanut butter. And he got so violently sick. Oh no. And this was like 15 minutes <laughs> before the ceremony was supposed to start. And nobody else knew. Nobody, nobody else knew that this had happened. Like, do he, they know now? They, they do now. They now they know. <laughs> and he got so sick before the wedding that he was unable to walk down the aisle. And so in the place of the dog, I walked down the aisle. <laughs> as the ring bearer? As the ring bearer. And the bride and groom didn't know until I was walking down the aisle. Wow, was this your secret ploy all along? You were like, I want to push this bitch out of the way so I can, I mean more to this couple than this dog. I have no idea what you're talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. I didn't plan a thing. I didn't do a thing. Anyway, so Wait. I gloriously walked down the aisle. You saved the day. I saved the day. I was the hero. I had this little, they had a little thing that they were going to tie on the dog that was like around his neck and then the rings were going to whatever. So I held them in my hand as I walked down the aisle on the beach and I remember I was walking down the aisle and it was like on this beach in Fiji and it was like on this side, it was bright and sunny and blue skies. And on that side, it was like hurricane level, like Typhoon. rain and winds. And I was like, somebody's trying to say something to me about taking over this wedding. But everybody was surprised and... I remember there's a video of me walking down the aisle and the bride and groom were like, what? I would be too. I'd be like, what did he do to my dog? What did they do to my dog? But I played it off and actually they got, you know, they just got lost in the grandeur and magic of the wedding that they never asked me during the wedding what had happened. And it wasn't until we had returned to the States that they were like, where where did the dog go? Like, what, what happened? And I was like, he just, he got a tummy ache. Yeah. Some, anyway, that's my that's my big wedding story. Can I ask? Yeah. Um. Wait. So you brought up that you did get a plus one, but did you take one or no? No, they gave me a plus one, but then they ended up telling me to take care of the dog, so I didn't end up bringing a plus one. Oh, you me. were like that, that was my duty. My duty was taking care of care of the dog. Got yeah. it. And you were like, okay, I couldn't possibly manage having a romantic. Uh, well, partner or friend here because yeah, yeah. I'm focused. I was also so young. Do you totally. know what I'm saying? Like I was in college. So like I also feel like when you're in college or like in your early 20s or even mid 20s, not getting a plus one like is fine. But if you're totally. in like your late 20s, like the collar or like in your 30s, you deserve a plus one. Absolutely. Like you deserve one. Absolutely. Yeah. And especially you're right in your early 20s. 
to ask a friend or romantic partner and and be like, hey, can you fly to Fiji yeah. with me for this wedding? They're like, okay, are you paying for it? Like, no one, people could just can't be affording. That's flights. a far. Oh my god, that flight was terrible. It was so long. Yeah. Speaking of planes, it was so long. <laughs> <laughs> So, Mirza, yeah. what's your pee on the situation? I think that the caller is right to feel the way that she does. And I think that she should follow up with the groom or the bride, whoever she's closer with, and ask for a plus one. And I don't think that that's faux pas or rude. I think that if they push back on that and they say that they have an excuse for not giving her a plus one, then maybe they shouldn't get married. Maybe they should get married when they're ready, when they can give everyone a plus one. Boom. Bring it back to the bride and groom. Damn. Damn. Sorry. It's rough out here. No, I yeah. I get that. Yeah. I, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, Pooh, what's your pee on the situation? I feel similarly to yeah. you in that if you if it's your close friend and you feel this way and you're feeling offended that you're not getting this plus one and, and you feel like maybe your friend is not seeing it from your point of view and your perspective, yeah. like like you know, they're they're, they haven't been single for a while now, right? They don't know how hard it is out in these streets. Yeah. So they, they're just thinking in their heads probably like, let's just give everyone who's dating someone a plus one and let's give all the single people, like let's not give them a plus one. But if you feel like you either want to bring a close friend or if you want, if you're planning on meeting someone or you're yeah. trying to meet someone, yeah. then you should just reach out to them and ask and say if it's within your budget, if it's you know not in it that if it wouldn't be that big of an issue, I would love to get a plus one. Yeah. I mean, you just have a direct conversation. Absolutely. I agree. And then update your hinge and grinder saying that you're looking for a plus one for a wedding. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Hey. Totally. Totally. Love it. All right. Another problem solved. Another problem solved. Hey, did you like that episode? Well, if you did, please rate it five stars on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to this episode. And make sure to come back every Wednesday for brand new episodes of The Problem Solvers. See you then.